Hi everyone, I'm Bronwyn Beth, and welcome back to The Misfit Musician, the podcast where music and mental health meet. Hey there, friends. It's a really sunny day, coming off of a super busy weekend, and I'm just sitting here in the sun with PJ pants on, even though it's the afternoon, um, just taking a really slow self-care day because I know that I need that today and I'm trying to listen to my body. But today I'm sharing the first part of a two-part series. So this part is what I've learned in the pandemic and next week will be what you all have learned during the pandemic. So next week you'll be hearing from a bunch of different musicians who just share a little bit about what the last two years have been for them and what they've come out of it, uh, what they've learned during that time, what they've come out of the pandemic with, that they didn't go into it with. Um, So yeah, so today is my side of that and my story. And I have two main things that I learned during the pandemic. The first thing is that bad things can have really good outcomes. And so when I was growing up, there was this saying um, that God makes everything beautiful in its time. And while I don't really believe in the traditional sense of God anymore, or the Christian sense of God, I guess, um, I do think that is very, very true. And over time, things that seem really negative or that are really tragic and difficult, they might not become beautiful, but there will be beautiful things that come from them. So leading up to the pandemic, I thought I had bad luck. My friends would always say like, oh my gosh, you have the worst luck of anyone I know. Things would always happen to me. Like, um, in the course of of like just a little over a year, like I totaled my car and then my grandma died and then my laptop broke and then I, the new car that I bought got broken into and then like two days later someone sawed the exhaust system off of it and then my other grandma died and then I got super sick and I couldn't keep food down and we didn't know what was going on and I spent... Like, I owed almost $2,000 in hospital bills by the time it was all said and done. And it was just, that's just some of the things that happened. Like, there was just so much going on. And I would look at that and just be like, you know what? I have bad luck. And I just stopped caring about things going wrong because it hurt less that way. And It's like if you expected it to happen and it happened, you kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, okay, well, that happened. Um, And it's just a defense mechanism that I learned from my life earlier, from my abusive relationship and some difficult things as I was growing up. So I just kind of, you know, go somewhere else in your mind and it doesn't matter. 
whatever happens, happens. So when the pandemic hit, I was kind of at an all-time low. I'll talk a little bit more about this um, with my second point about what I learned. But I started reading a little bit more about the idea of manifestation. And whether you believe in that or not, I think we all know and can agree that our thoughts are incredibly powerful and that they really can create the existence that we live in and experience. And so I, when everything kind of shut down and it seemed like things were just going really poorly, I decided I am done with thinking that I have bad luck. I don't know if I really believed in the idea of manifestation completely, but I was like, this is it. I can't keep thinking all these bad things are going to happen to me. Like, this is not how I want to live my life. And since I decided that, it's not that things magically got better, but I stopped waiting for bad things to happen or expecting them to. And that allowed me to have a more open posture towards life instead of like a closed posture to kind of keep myself safe. Um, and in doing so, I started attracting more positive things as well. And I started believing in myself because I thought good things were possible. And when bad things did happen, I became more okay with that because I was seeing all of the good happening around me between the bad. And I think it's not that less bad things were happening necessarily. I was still going through some really difficult things. Obviously, it was the beginning of the pandemic. Like, everyone was really grieving the loss of a lot of things. So it's not that bad things weren't happening, but it was that I became able to see most of it was good. <laughs> even even if you're going through a time period, and I, I can speak to this because when I was in my abusive relationship, I was you know, surviving. I was really a prisoner to this man that I was with. And when I had nothing, no freedom, no ability to choose what I wore or what I ate or what I, like, who I spoke to, I would walk um, to my classes every day from where I was staying. And that walk was the most beautiful part of my day. I didn't care if it was raining or cold or if it was icy because it was this beautiful, beautiful moment that I got to feel alive and in my body and safe. I also used to make like little, um, those little like 25 cent packs of ramen. I used to make those in the evenings when I was by myself and sitting with a bowl of ramen noodles just felt like the most blissful experience. And I share that because the rest of my life was kind of a living hell but I had these moments of little miracles that made it so much better. And what I started realizing in March of 2020, April of 2020, is that 
even when your life is not in dire straits, or when it is, but it doesn't have to be, those little miracles are everywhere, and you just have to notice them. And when the bad things did happen, I was able to feel them better, because I wasn't just being like, okay, well, there it is. I knew it was going to happen eventually. So I was able to actually recognize this is difficult for me. This is sad or I'm angry about this. And then that allowed me to process it and move forward because I wasn't just kind of giving it this acceptance, quote unquote, that was kind of ignoring the issue. And the way that this has related into my music is that mistakes don't matter quite as much. Um, if you are thinking you can't do something because you're going to make a mistake, well, it's fine. You make a mistake, but you keep going. And the mistake doesn't matter as much, first of all, because, like, you know it's going to happen, right? Like, you know something's going to go wrong, but it also doesn't matter as much because you're focusing, you've trained yourself and practiced focusing on the good. And so, the good becomes all of the notes you played correctly or the way that you phrased this certain line really beautifully or how smooth your downbow was. Um, your focus is just different and there's not as much weight on the things that don't go well. Uh, I'm also not as afraid to get rejected so the, I'm way more likely to reach out. I have experienced uh, some of the biggest career changes and growth because of the pandemic. And the biggest example of this is um, when I lost all my work at the beginning of the pandemic and most of my students dropped, I was door dashing because I just needed to make ends meet. But I started reaching out to places. Everywhere I could think of that could possibly want live music that was an outdoor venue, I reached out to. And I heard back from one place out of like, I don't know, 50, 60. And they asked me to come play with um, some, like some pop music. So at that point, I just had like my regular violin with my pickup and an amp. And I was like, cool. So I went in, I learned how to play, you know, like maybe an hour and a half of music with some backing tracks. And I played, I made some great tips. It went so well. And I had such a good time. And they had me back a couple more times, and then they asked me to play some music during the holiday season, which again, it was outside because COVID. So at that point, I purchased an electric violin because I realized that I had to have this if I was going to play outside in like 30 degree weather. And that, the learning how to play with backing tracks and purchasing my electric has led to about 95% of my gigs at this point. Um, it's what has made me more marketable for weddings. It's made me be able to play at vineyards and breweries. I just, I've had some of 
the most enjoyable experiences of my life, just getting to play music and create a happy environment for people. And that would not have happened, or at least not have happened as quickly as it did, if the pandemic hadn't forced me into reaching out, and if I hadn't changed my mindset and decided that I wasn't afraid to get rejected. So that's number one. So bad things can have really, really, really good outcomes. The second thing that I've learned because of the pandemic is that time put into yourself is never wasted time. So if any of you knew me pre-pandemic and like really knew me, you know that I was a raging workaholic. Like I could not stop. Part of it was out of necessity. Um, I was putting myself through grad school. Um, so I was working full time on top of being a grad student with an assistantship. I had over 40 students. I was driving to all of their homes. It was just really busy and chaotic. But that's not really sustainable. And I was not taking care of my mental health. I had, at this point, you know, had PTSD for a number of years and never really, like, I knew I had it, but I never really paid that much attention to it. I'd struggled with um, disordered eating, and I'd also had some really bad relationships outside of the, um, outside of, like, my worst abusive relationship that I keep referencing. Um, And so, that had led me to have to make some really difficult choices and I was just really struggling. And so the sickness that I mentioned a couple minutes ago where I couldn't eat, that was, uh, like January, December, January of, um, 2020, 2020 or 2019 to 2020. Um, and my grandmother passed away in December of 2019 and she was, I I have a complicated relationship with my family and she was the last family member that I felt supported me unconditionally no matter what and just loved me for myself and was always there for me. Um, and so losing her and then not being able to eat, there's just a lot going on. And I got to a point where I just was done. I was in a really bad place. I was suicidal. Um, I felt like I didn't have anything left to give. So like my mental health was bad. Obviously my physical health was bad and I wasn't taking care of my emotions or my spiritual health. So I... I was just done. And uh, my boyfriend was super supportive and through his help and the help of people at school or at at Temple University um, where I was getting my master's, I was able to get into a counseling program. Um, It was intensive outpatient. So it was like four days a week, um, I think like three or four hours each day. And, but this happened, I think, the week before everything went into lockdown. 
Um, and so at the beginning of the pandemic, I found myself between my group sessions and then my, um, like private therapy, I was doing like six therapy sessions a week. Um, I was forced to take that time. Like I didn't have a choice anymore. My health was in such a bad place that I couldn't be like, oh no, I have to work or I have to do this. It was like, no, you aren't going to survive if you don't take this time for yourself. And I'm bringing this up because I just want to, you know, share what I've learned about that and also just say like, I hope that you hearing my story will help encourage you to not let yourself get to the point where you don't have a choice anymore. Like, choose yourself before you have to choose yourself. Because you are the most important thing in your life. Caring for yourself, like, nothing will be more important than you caring for yourself. But I digress. So, um, when this started happening, um, you know, so we're in, like, April 2020, I guess. I'm in therapy, and I, I had to face all of the things that I tried to just kind of push away for so many years. And I had to, like, recognize and accept I have PTSD. And I need to face it and work through it or else that will be the thing ruling my life and I won't be making my life my own. So it was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do to kind of face that, but it was the most necessary. Um, It's been two years now of learning how to do that, how to face my depression and anxiety and whatever else I'm struggling with. And I'm, I'm still learning how to do it well. But I have found that any time I listen to my body and I choose to take time for myself, I'm so much better off. I have never regretted taking time for myself. Even if I need to prepare for a gig and I take a little bit more time to have a slow morning or to go for a walk or to, you know, stay off social media and a little bit less time preparing for the gig, I have never regretted it. These are, so these are some of the ways that I've learned to put time into myself um, that work for me and that have been really impactful. So one of the things that even just this year, since, you know, the last like month I've been doing better with is journaling more regularly because it's so important to journal in my opinion, because it helps you give your thoughts a voice. Because if we're busy and a lot's going on, we have so many thoughts that are just kind of like passing through or feelings that we might even be holding on to, but we're not sitting down and being like, okay, today I felt upset because this happened and this is how I reacted and this is how I feel about that reaction. Um, But if you journal regularly, and you have to write a little bit every day, you're kind of forced to face some of those things that you might not sit down and think about. So what worked for me is my favorite, like, mystical artist. Um, Her name's Annie, but she goes by Dreamy Moons on Instagram. Like, that's her business name. She does journals that 
are like you journal just a little bit every day and you make a weekly plan for like how you're going to care for yourself and what your focus will be during the week and it's so powerful even in the last month it has made the biggest difference for me to kind of structure my week in a way that's paying attention to myself and what I need so that's one way that I've found works for me Another thing is um, related to my health. So I've had chronic fatigue for a very long time. I don't entirely know when it started because I've had symptoms of it since I was like four. Um, um, and, and basically it's just a something that happens when you undergo a lot of it, a lot of stress in your life, your body, your adrenal glands can just kind of get, overworked and then they stop producing what they need to produce. Um, So it's really hard for me to regulate my blood sugar or my body temperature, things like that. And that is very much tied into um, how well I eat, how well I sleep, (laughs) um, and the things that I do to kind of take care of myself along the day. Um, So this is in, I guess, October or September of this past year. Um, I was really, really struggling with insomnia, which is something that chronic fatigue can lend itself to because it just, so it's a long scientific thing, but it has a way of, since you can't regulate your body, it brings you out of your sleep cycle um, sooner than you should, and then you can't go back to sleep. So I was doing some research one night when I was up and I decided to go off of coffee, which was a really hard decision for me because I love coffee, but since I did that, I guess it's been like four months, I can't math right now, I think four months, Um, I've only had one night of insomnia, which is huge for me because I used to have, you know, almost... I mean, sometimes I'd have, like, more nights than not. I would be up all night. So, amazing change. And that was just me trying to listen to my body and figure out how I could help myself. Um, Another thing that I do is, like, if I have had, like, you know, I said last night I had some nightmares. Um, And if you're someone who has PTSD, like you'll probably understand that, but I don't expect myself to have a productive day if I don't have a restful night. That's not something that I used to say. (laughs) I used to be like, that was terrible, I'm really tired, but let's go, like I have to do this and this and this and this. Um, And I still have my list of things to do and I still try to kind of plug through the things that are important but things that don't absolutely have to get done today, I might not do or I might not prioritize as much because I know that my body first and foremost needs rest and my mind needs rest and then I'll be better able to like bounce back tomorrow and do a better job. And in grad school, like I wasn't doing that. I was just doing the most I was giving like a hundred and ten percent every day no matter what was going on and then once a month or so 
I would have a day where I couldn't get out of bed because I felt so sick. I felt like I had the flu. And then I'd spend the day in bed. I'd have to cancel everything. And the next day, I would feel so much better because I had rested. Shocking. <laughs> and then I'd, um, I'd hit the ground running again. So the pandemic gave me the space and the time where I wasn't as busy to learn how to take care of myself so that now that I am more busy, I can recognize, okay, this is what's important to do right now. This is what my body needs. How can I marry these things together in a way that serves me the best? Other really simple things, I like to sit in the sun. Vitamin D makes a huge difference. It really helps my mood. Um, if I'm having a difficult day, but I still need to do some work, I'll just move my workstation to somewhere really sunny, and it helps. Uh, going for walks is huge. It kind of gets me outside of my mind and into an environment that's um, bigger than myself and so beautiful, and it just really helps me keep perspective on what's important. I'm also really patient with myself now in a way that I didn't used to be. Like, um, if I'm struggling in any of my relationships with family or friends, I don't expect myself to have it all figured out or I don't feel bad about myself in the same way that I used to. Um, I'm able to hold myself with kindness because, again, Treating myself well and kindly is the most valuable thing that I could do through my entire life. And that means, and if I'm doing that well, and if I'm doing that well, I can go on to practice that towards other people, right? If you aren't kind to yourself, how can you expect to be genuinely kind to everyone else? So how this relates to music for me is uh, with practicing. Practicing is so important, but you have to take care of yourself first. So in grad school, when I was working so many hours, I would go to school at like 6 a.m. and practice before my lessons. And then once I was done, my whole day of classes and then like driving out an hour to teach people in the suburbs and then coming back, I would go back to the practice room at like 9.30 at night without even stopping to eat dinner or anything, and I would practice until like 11. That was not serving myself well, and I don't think I really benefited that much from that practice time because I was so tired, I wasn't really practicing well. So that's one thing, that your practicing will always be there, <laughs> the music will always be there for you, and if you take care of yourself, it's going to be so much easier and such a better practice experience. And it will take less time as well. Um, the second thing is if you have a gig that's been offered to you and it makes you miserable, maybe consider not taking that gig. I understand needing the money. I have been in you know, times where I didn't know where I was going to sleep the next night. So I fully understand how desperate it can be when you don't have any money. 
But if that is not your situation or if you have an opportunity to make that money up in a different way, I would suggest going for that. Because working in an environment where you don't feel valued, especially as a musician, like your music is such an intimate part of you, and sharing that with people is such a vulnerable thing, or it can be at least, that if that's not something that's being valued and enjoyed and respected, I think there are very few circumstances where that means it's okay to put yourself in that situation. And that one, again, take it with a grain of salt for money issues, but I would a thousand percent rather go door dash for a couple hours or two days, whatever I need to do to make up the money, than go to a gig where I'm working in an environment that does not benefit my mental health. So those are the two things that I've learned during the pandemic. So bad things can have really good outcomes and that time put into yourself is never wasted. I fully stand by these two principles and they are the biggest two changes that I have made in how I live and approach my life since the pandemic started. It's pretty amazing how life kind of stopping can give you opportunity to learn and grow and realize what really matters. I think that I would have had to come to these points eventually in order to keep living my best and most healthy life, but I think it would have taken a lot longer. And I am really thankful for the part that the pandemic has served in my life, as difficult as it's been. And I know not everyone can say that, but that is my story about what I've learned during the pandemic. And I'm so excited to share what you have been telling me you've learned in next week's episode, because I think we all have had such different experiences, and I'm really excited to learn from you and from what your experience has been so that's today's episode if you enjoyed it please go rate on apple podcasts or on spotify i also would love to hear from you if you want to send me a message on the misfit musician instagram account or send me an email all of that information where you can find me and how you can get in touch is in the show notes so please reach out let me know your thoughts And I'd love to hear, even if you aren't in next week's episode, I would absolutely love to hear what you've learned from the pandemic. So reach out, stay in touch, and be well, you guys. You are magic. Magic.